It's the Score North Twin Show. You know, we should just get right into the feedback here because there is a pointed question for Judd. Uh-oh. A pointed question. Let's get it. This is the Score North Twin Show, revived from uh, the the podcast junk pile after a couple years off. We revived this thing about a month ago. It was on the junk pile. We didn't we didn't do it for like two years because the twins were right. I was going to say, but it, it was not this. It, it was it was a score north gem that the twins oh, saw. Yeah. So like, I just want to make this very clear that Declan, Jake Depew, and Judd Zolgad were seen as upper echelon twins uh, analysts, and the twins forced yeah. us to put it away. Yeah, the twins were, and and maybe the maybe the twins are they're trying to force us to put it away again now after losing three out of four. Well, my hate is out of tigers. control, so now I won't be silenced. So here's the here's the question here. By the way, our our mission statement on this show is we just want the twins to win a playoff game for the first time in almost twenty years, and their magic number is forty three here. I mean, it has. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cle- Cleveland, didn't they win? Did Cleveland win yesterday? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. cut it to three and a half here. They did win a game finally. So mm-hmm. it's the first time in a while that they haven't actually uh, knocked a number off that magic number. But Declan and our our uh, massive graphics department will continue to update the Twins magic number graphic mm-hmm. here for the YouTubers mm-hmm. anyways. So here's the question from Cody Anderson. All and right. we can take we can take your questions for sure uh, once or twice a week. We like to devote episodes to your questions via the score north app and via the youtube comment section so keep hitting us up here cody says hey phil why do twins fans like judd freak out and panic with every loss or poor streak by this team i love the twins would love for us to get really hot go on a run obviously but i'm realistic before the season we were projected to be a roller coaster mid 80s win team who has a shot at the division and maybe three home playoff games to break the streak in the wild card round. Guess what we are? A roller coaster mid-80s win team with a shot to win the Central and break the streak with a three-game series at home in October. I just don't understand the day-to-day freakouts. I'll judge us in September and October on an overall run rather than day-to-day series-to-series freakouts when baseball is weird in a small sample size. Speak for yourself, Judd. Well, the problem that Cody forgets, though, is what he doesn't remember is we didn't know exactly what to make of the starting pitching when the season started. The starting pitching has been, for the most part, magnificent. And the issue is this. Losing to Detroit on Tuesday, Eduardo Rodriguez was really good, okay? So, yeah, it's a loss. Hurts a little bit, maybe. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But the guy's really good. So you lose that game, and you're like, yeah, baseball. Guy starts, I mean, you put him on any team, good or bad, and there's a good chance that team is going to win. But then it's the next two games that are a problem. And if this was one small sample size, I would say, yeah, that's a little frustrating, but it's a small sample size. But the reality is I feel like baseball uh, uh, baseball fans um, want to always like – I either expand the sample size or shrink it to what they want. And the reality is, as Patrick – Royce has said, and he's exactly right, this Twins team is maddening because of the fact that they are getting good pitching. Yesterday, Kenta Maeda, who, by the way, when he came back, I'm like, I I think his arm might be shot. Kenta Maeda, again, was just spectacular. 
He gave up a whole a solo home run. And Kenta Maeda has had a lot of good starts. Like he's been added to a, a, a pitching staff that was already doing really well. You know, Phil, you, you can speak to this. How long has it been since the Twins had this much starting pitching across the board where you're like, wow, this is really good. And, and the numbers back this up. Um, this team has gone from sort of pitching dumpster fire to pitching excellence. And you are losing games and series consistently. And that's the thing Tom Kelly always said, and he was right. You want to win series in baseball. You want to win series. So nobody expects you just to sweep, sweep, sweep. But you want to win series. And the reality is this team has been far too inconsistent in winning series against teams like Detroit since the All-Star break, Kansas City. And so it's not the roller coaster. And the subpar play to me would be fine. If your hitters couldn't hit and your pitchers were being hammered, it'd be frustrating, but you would get it. But it's a shame, and I've said this for months, it's a shame to waste this much good starting pitching. It is a real damn shame. And too many guys um, who you expect are out, out of slumps. Carlos Correa is like example A, like, oh, my God, he's got it. He's got it. He's got it. And then he goes back in a slump. So but I think but I just to interject here, I don't think but, but Cody is saying but you're saying they've wasted it. Mm-hmm. Well, Cody, Cody is saying they haven't wasted anything yet. They're in position to like, let's say they had they had they had performed better offensively and perform better against like the Royals and the Tigers, which and I, I agree. There has been some really frustrating losses. This team feels like it should be much further than three and a half games ahead. Sure. But if this team was nine games ahead versus three and a half games ahead, we'd still be having similar conversations about, okay, but do it in October, right? I don't think there's, even though the, the lead is down to three and a half, I don't think there's any danger of them actually not winning the division at this point. Cleveland has nothing left. The, 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 we're seeing we're seeing like the the worst possible version of this twins team still with a three and a half game lead. And you'd like to think that Royce Lewis will be back and whatever. So I don't know. I think, I don't think you can say they've wasted it until the season's over. That's, that's kind of where I'm at with this. And you know me, I would delightfully hammer this organization. Yes. Much like we have the last two or three years, but I'm just kind of sitting here like, I mean, the pitching's still pretty damn good. It's going to continue to be pretty damn good. Could maybe use another reliable bullpen arm. And now we're just, we keep looking at our watches and trying to figure out when is the full peak version of this offense going to come around? Is it when Kirloff and Lewis come back healthy? When is Carlos Correa going to come around? So I, I don't, I think it's premature to say that they have wasted the pitching until we get further into, well, the playoffs, really. I'm far more frustrated with it than that. And yeah, I mean, heck, if they can make a playoff run, good for them. But we have seen nothing to indicate offensively that they are going to consistently score runs. I mean, the Detroit series is an incredible example of that. Eight runs on the first three innings of game one, nine runs in the next 33. And that's sort of been been the trend. The other thing that worries me, though, is like we keep waiting on like, okay, Correa's turned it around and now here he comes. We're into August and then he goes and then he backslides again. So that that again is not a small sample size. That is a very large one that I think is somewhat concerning. The other thing is with Royce Lewis, and with Kirilov and unfortunately with Buxton, nobody stays healthy. That's the other thing. And and you acknowledged the problem there last year by blowing your athletic trainer out and bringing in good old Papa Resta. And Papa Resta ain't been the antidote to those problems. So I'm just, 
I guess the best way to put this is I am incredibly, incredibly skeptical that winning a god-awful division by a few games is going to, like, set you up for success. But the if it, if the success is making the playoffs and winning a playoff game, they're, on, they're still on track to do that. I think that's that's the most important takeaway that I have here. And and their pitching is good enough for that to happen. Yes, their offense stinks. I know Vinny. The offense is horrible. No, I he's can't telling stand you. It either. Vinny he's sides with no Vinny dad. sides with Judd here, I feel like. Yeah, that's a, he's yeah. like, listen to sports dad. No, no. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> and why do we move so far away from downtown? We were right by Target Field too, Dad. You ass. <laughs> no, he likes the backyard a lot more. But that's but but we you're saying that I agree with Declan. Like they're they're on track to win the division. It's not the 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 way that you they should probably be dominating the division. I agree with Judd on that front. But they're on track to win the division, and they're on track to run three really good starters out at home against whoever they play. Maybe the Blue Jays. That's kind of where we're sitting right here. So and we'll see. Can they score runs? You know, can they score runs? Can the bullpen when it's called upon? come through I well, just, they, but they've scored the same amount of runs as the blue jays the blue jays have scored eight more runs this season than the twins so if they get into a three-game series against the blue jays yep. it's not like you're dealing with a team like if you play the rays the rays have scored a hundred more runs than you so there are some teams that would be problematic this is uh, this this is very very hollow in my opinion very hollow that's how i feel about this team and i think i reflect what a lot of fans think too it's just very hollow yeah but I, i'm not i i don't fully disagree with you i just want to see the next two months play out before i come down with like a full they to me they deserve at this point okay you guys have been a little bit uh a little bit lackadaisical getting here but everything's still in front of them if this team yep. decides to wake up and carlos playoff carlos correa comes around and they go to the alcs which i know sounds crazy well, to some yeah, people do that like that is that yeah. is that is still a realistic path for the Twins to go and take two games at home in the wild card round, and then you know they get they get Baltimore or somebody in the second round, a team that hasn't done anything in the playoffs for decades. I don't know. You can flip that switch. That's my problem. When when you're a lifeless collection of malcontents, I don't know that that you can flip the switch. <laughs> and they feel like a lifeless collection of malcontents. Okay. Okay. Uh, Charles Raymond says, gentlemen, I have an idea for a talking point. If Carlos Correa turns out to be a bust, where would he land in terms of historical twins busts? Would love your thoughts. Historical twins busts. So are we talking about free agency or talk free it's agency hard to trade? Put it, I mean, there's no. been it prospects. Feel like it's to, yeah. It'd have to be trades or free agents, I would, I would say. Uh, oh, Caps, God, you... I mean, Caps is the one that comes to mind, but again, that was more of... Caps like, wasn't yeah. a bust, though. Caps was actually I know. Like, a pretty good pitcher for this. He, and, and, he helped, like and he helped you win the division. Yeah, just, it just wasn't a good trade. I mean, this would be number one, I think, by far and away, right? Yeah, I mean, the Considering money, commitment, the... term, expectation. Ricky Nolasco was a bust, but not, not right. like commit your franchise bankroll type of a bust. Yeah, and I don't, I don't hate Correa. I hated Nolasco. Like he was just a meathead. <laughs> like Kurt. Correa is not. And look, I don't think Correa wants to fail. And I will say this again. I, I will continue to hammer this point home because we watch so many horse bleep shortstops. He's an unbelievable shortstop. But yes, if this continues, he I think he is easily the top bust in that definition in franchise history. Yeah, it's hard like, to. Yeah, 
people might say like if you wanted to include Joe Maurer after the contract, but well, you know who else qualifies? But like again, it's not. It wouldn't be up to this. Tommy Her. Like he was a complete bust as far as a trade goes, and you know they they thought, oh man, our second baseman for a long time, he didn't want yeah. to be here. It, it, but but I mean, when you're looking at the totality of Correa, who tried to basically leave you twice, and then you brought him back, and yeah, I think he's number one. Yeah, let's see here uh, via the via the YouTube comment section here. Sean says, did you guys forget about Jose Miranda or have you given up on him? All this talk about Lewis and Lee and Julian, but wasn't <laughs> that, it wasn't that long ago that Miranda was tearing up AAA and even had a really solid rookie season. I don't think I've heard his name on a podcast in weeks. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of up to him. He's struggling to hit the ball at AAA this year. You know, he, his OPS at AAA is under 600. Yeah. He couldn't hit in the major leagues this year. He's, he's 25 years old, so... At some yeah. point, you get to your mid twenties, and you gotta you gotta produce that AAA for sure. If he were tearing up AAA right now, we'd absolutely be talking about him and wondering where you know third base has been open for business for this team. Right-handed hitters are in need for this team, right? So it's kind of up to Jose Miranda at this point. But I do think he's buried now. Don't don't you guys like? He's definitely not. He there is no way that within one twin's way he is top of mind right now. No, Brooks Lee has probably passed him at this point because now that oh, Brooks yeah. Lee's at AAA, right? Yes. He was enjoying himself some Monday Night Raw on Monday. I did see him at Monday Night Raw. Nick yeah, Gordon. dude. We saw Nick row. Gordon and Jose Miranda just chilling like a couple rows in front of us at Monday Night Raw. How's Nick Gordon doing? Uh, he's still, you mean physically or? Yeah, like did he have a, is he out of the like cast? Yeah, I think he's been out boot? of that. I think he's been out of that boot for a few weeks now. Okay. Yeah, and I don't I think, think he had he was like crutches or anything. He was like hopping over the barricade and doing swanton bombs or anything. But yeah, yeah, I think he, he, he hit someone right. with a chair. But other yeah. than that, I think it's done man. for Nick Gordon for, here. That's another. He was like the fifth overall pick, right? Know, that's one yeah. that just goes kind of. But I just don't know that cool. he hasn't been. It, it's not his fault necessarily. But don't you think he's just been passed by guys? Yes, he's yeah. at best a super utility player, which he was. You, you need guys year. like that. Like 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 he was their Castro in 2022. Yeah. And I think they like Castro now. Yep. It's uh I mean if if he comes back and there's room for him maybe 2024 to be the super utility guy but you know they like if Polanco if they don't if they don't bring Polanco back and you could just use a sure. guy to play 15 different positions, right? Uh let's see here. Dan Leerhoff chimes in. Okay, this is this looks like a therapy session here for Dan. So I'm just gonna read some of this and you guys can help as needed. Or if you're Judd, you can pour gas on this fire for Dan. That's what, That's what Judd is. Judd's like the twins therapist where you come in and you talk about your marital problems and you talk about how the kids are driving you nuts, and and the therapist is like, Yeah, screw up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know leave what? every leave your family. <laughs> a good marriage therapist sometimes I think will just say. It's, time it's to over. Go. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. You know what I do? <laughs> Truth teller. I don't try and sugarcoat this crap. Well, let's find out. Let's find out what therapist Judd's advice is for Dan Learhoff here. Dan says, can someone please address the elephant in the room with the twins? The twins have the bones of a very special team, which could could turn into a dynasty. But after this season, the entire management team needs to be fired. All caps. <laughs> I don't okay. care if they fall backwards into a playoff win or even a World Series championship. That Whoa, whoa, Dan. 
Fall Dan is saying even if they win a World Series, they all need to go. This team has a manager who doesn't hold anyone accountable, lets the players run wild. The entire team called a mutiny against the hitting coach, and somehow he still has a job. Falvey and Levine collect injured players like they're Pokemon. The front office has an arrogance and stubbornness of an ex-girlfriend who can never admit they're wrong. Gallo should have been DFA'd a month ago. I wouldn't trust this management team to run my fantasy team, yet have the chance to mess up this special young core of players. They all need to be fired. That's incredible because it started off too strong, but then it was exactly right. Like his points, his point by point, I really enjoyed, and he's not wrong. Uh, they're not being fired. Uh, I think if they, if if things go bad here, Baldelli, I think might be, but that's it. Like Falvey is not being fired. They wouldn't clean house, especially no. if they if they win the division again, right? Well, you, yeah. There's no way. In fact, if they and win if the they division, series, everyone's coming be- back. They'll be feted as the great, you know, I, I mean, let's call a spade a spade here. I mean, if, Dude, if, if they win a World Series, con- there'd be statues would go up. Yeah. Of some of these if there's people. a convertible going down 94 in a snowstorm with those guys waving on November, whatever, third or fourth, they're all, yes, they all get statues. I need Dan. I want, I would love for Dan to be in charge of this operation for like the day after they win the World Series. And Dan, who's kind of happy that they won the World Series but still seething because uh, they want it despite Derek Falvey. Even I wouldn't be upset about that. No. Oh, this, this is a step further than Judd being asked, Hey, if they win a playoff game, you know, w- would that make you happy? And you pause for a few seconds and say, it depends on what the game looks like. On how depends they on how yeah. they win it. Yeah. Yeah. If <laughs> it's one a step on a, beyond that, if it's one on a buck, I'm not going to be happy. So, I mean, dude, I saw, I think Gleeman put out a stat that Joey Gallo over his last thousand plate appearances. So this is multiple years of Joey Gallo, a thousand plate appearances. He's hitting 166 with 400 strikeouts. It's almost That's like a guy a, a year size. ago told you he wouldn't out the twins lineup or anything. Wow. Look wow. at this guy. Wow. Just, somebody's, you know, somebody's feeling their oats, as they like to say. You know, I feel like I feel like that was an unnecessary drive by. Now, (laughs) Joey Gallo has given you exactly what he's Joey Gallo. Isn't he leading the team in home runs too? Like he's giving you the Joey Gallo things that you. It's the ride. Might be tied with Kepler, but yes, yes, he's tied. They both have eighteen home runs. But Joey Gallo is hilarious because he has eighteen home runs and thirty four RBI because he can't drive in runs unless it's a three run homer or a solo homer in his case. It's not a great experience, I'll say that. Uh, and also, can I make a point, too, that just to defend myself, oh my boy. point was, hey, last year, he's available to just claim. Why not pick him up? You're struggling. Uh, when they signed him and devoted like 10 or $12 million, it was like, okay, all right, we'll see where this goes. But to still be clinging to him yeah. after the experiment has sort of run its course, uh, I don't know. They got enough guys that could probably give you what Joey Gallo gives you and then and then more. Yeah, it's yes. quite bizarre. I, I don't even know if the Solano injury doesn't happen from earlier this week. Like is 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 his time up? No. Um no. but they clearly still like him for whatever reason. They the um that last note was exactly right. They have problems admitting their mistakes. It's very clear. Yeah, they uh, I don't think that's well, debatable. But, but I mean the Max Kepler thing they were ultimately at the end of the day, they had a hunch or a feeling or they were just stubborn and they just waited right. long enough. He came around. 
But uh, actually, anonymous user here on YouTube says, interesting how Mackie and Declan act like Judd was the only one who is anti-Kepler. All three of them were bad-mouthing Kepler a month ago. Declan even said Kepler should be DFA'd. How about apologies from all three of you guys? I mean, I don't remember any. I don't remember any of those things. I think I Judd do, just been I, the negative. I still would have traded him. I still yeah. would have traded him. He's a he's a hot summer fling, literally, yep. and you're not picking up his option. He's not someone you commit to. You're having a fun well, summer, and that's it. Move on and find a better committal relationship than Max Kepler. And I think now that they actually will pick up that option because in their minds it's going to be justified as to not um, trading him. Well, and here's the other thing. So he's, even with this massive hot stretch for the last two months or whatever it's been, he is a break-even average offensive hitter. His He has an OPS plus that's, or an OPS that's just, a tick above average OPS plus. And um, on the season, he's been worth 1.1 wins above replacement. So he's like a pretty good defensive player who's like a league average hitter. And that's certainly better than just having, you know, a random quad a guy out there. Jason we're doing these. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Matt Tolbert or somebody, but we're doing this victory lap. Now I feel like, you know, oh, you know, Max Kepler C, but like, What's the goal here? Was the, If you would have told us, hey, a few years ago, hey, the goal is for Max Kepler to be a league average hitter who's pretty good in the outfield. He's like a one or two wins above replacement player. We just said that's a disappointment. He, Despite oh, yeah. the hot streak, he has still been overall disappointing relative to the to the barometer yes. that was set for him, right? Absolutely. So, And then uh, let's see here. Mike Malkovich says, is the five-minute clock on the immaculate grid you guys do is that an immaculate grid thing, or are you guys doing the five-minute clock to yourselves? I'd rather watch you guys try for obscure players and try to win than guess because the clock is running out. I'm sure I'm not alone. Maybe do it without the clock. The problem is if we don't put a clock on it, we would literally sit here for like a half hour yeah. trying to name like a Rocky who was a Mariner. Yeah. You know? Which, don't get me wrong, us three I think would do, but for the audience's sake, uh, we, we, we cannot do that. Just 50 minutes later, oh god, my, there's a, my a old pirate, pirate who was a when, when you know, when I when I spurned you guys the other day. Granted, I did that one with the twins when I did that one actually pretty quickly, but typically, what I used to do before we incorporated in the show is I would wake up, I'd start the immaculate grid, I'd knock off the easy ones, I'd go to the shower, and then I'd be driving into work just thinking of who was an Oreo with the red sock again, and yep. then bam, it would come to me on my 20 minute drive into work, and then I'd fill out the rest of the grid when I parked the car. That was you running stop signs, red lights, yeah. hitting just, pedestrians. Just yeah. deep, deep in thought about the 98 uh, Phillies. You know. Jared Salty Amakia. <laughs> Semi trucks going by. You're getting T boned. You're like, Tony I got Womack. It. I got it. My car's ruined, but I got it. Tony with... Womack. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We should incorporate Tony Sanguian. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we do it to ourselves because I don't know. Like, do you really want us to sit here when we're stumped for like, 30 minutes in silence as we I mean the, the only other thing and I'm not suggesting this is a good I- idea but I think we, we did get a tweet about this the only other thing we could do at times is incorporate actual shows that are just the Immaculate Grid show and then take our time and if you want to watch that you're well, committed yeah. to that but but like when does it end though that's the thing it's like if you're stumped you sit there for two hours and then oh finally it came to me what, you know? I don't know that's the but, but if you want to watch that like if we said this yeah. is going to be us doing the football hockey or baseball Immaculate Grid and that's the show they did John Boy did one they do one every Thursday but they make their own one and like yesterday's was only team 
all star game, all only team, all star starting pitcher and home run derby. And the Twins were actually one of those teams. Um, but sure. like we could we could start our own style basically of the Immaculate Grid. We will have to get our graphics team on that, so that that might have. To and be a we can sell order. it to sell it yeah. to Baseball Reference for yeah. a little chunk of. Perhaps time. we could get our street team to work with our graphics team. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have, we'll get a we'll we'll put a ticket in. I'll put it down the pipeline. We'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> okay, so we're yeah, that's why we do it. We're working on some uh, some big ideas here. Uh, before we get to the Immaculate Grid and put those five minutes on the clock. Let's shout out our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. All about throttle therapy here. You know, if you're a frustrated uh, fan of the local baseball team, Judd, maybe it's best to take a day off and get out on the water, get to Power Lodge or Miller Marine, get on one of these pontoons, huh? Hey, man. I mean, look at that. Look at the relaxation. Look at me doing that somersault into the water there. You're saying, is that really you, Sports Dad? I'm going to tell you, of course it is, because you can't tell. It's not, right? But anyway, yes, you know, and and if you are a mascot and are like, I have to listen to my twins, get out there on the Bennington from Power Lodge, and you can turn the ball game on the radio while while you just drift through getting relaxation, probably sipping on a beverage. So, yes. The one way to get yourself sports therapy is to get on that pontoon. Yeah. Uh, Power Lodge is actually unveiling 25 days of deals to celebrate their 25th year in business on uh, all the latest off-road and on-road vehicles too, and boats and supplies from the top brands in power sports. So uh, check it all out at uh, powerlodge.com, powerlodge.com. Also a shout out to our friends at EcoFun. So EcoFun um, is uh, all about helping you uh, enjoy your time on wheels as well here. So EcoFun right now with their uh, electric bikes, with their ATVs, with their golf carts, and all sorts of other fun goodies has you covered for the rest of summer going into the fall season. EcoFunMotorsports.com. You can support us too when you go in to either the Forest Lake Shop off 35 or the Burnsville Shop celebrating its one year in business off 35W and tell them that we sent you in, you can help us. EcoFunMotorsports.com, EcoFunMotorsports.com. All right, boys, let's put five minutes on the clock here. So for the Immaculate Grid Challenge, we must go nine for nine to be immaculate. They do count rarity scores. So, like, if you pick obscure players, it'll tell you the percentage of other people that pick that player. If we're trying to show off, we go for the more obscure players. We run into some trouble doing that. So our first goal is to just go nine for nine. This sucks. There, this is there's no uh, stat. There's no season stat in this one. These are all teams. It's all teams. So I we're like all for... teams. <sighs> Arizona and Miami. Are them. you serious? Have you ever not complained yeah, about you, it? You complain either. There, there's 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 not enough teams, and now there's too much obscure teams. Pick yeah. a lanes, all get. So here's what we're looking for. We're looking for a brave who was a Diamondback, a brave who was a Giant, and a brave who was a Marlin. We're also looking for a cub who was a diamondback, a cub who was a giant, and a cub who was a marlin. And then a red who was a diamondback, a red who was a giant, and a red who was a marlin. We'll put five minutes on the clock. Here we go. The cubs should be easier here for us, Judd, because we... Uh, how about, like, D- like Derek Lee was the first baseman for the Marlins and the Cubs. Also, uh... Who was that shortstop? Uh, did did Luis did Louis Gonzalez have a have time with the Cubs? Yep. A- Astros, of course, in ninety seven, right? I'm pretty sure. Game winning hit for the um, oh, Diamondbacks. He played for the Giants too, I think, didn't he? I think I think Gonzo went to the uh, the Giants. I know. Oh, well, I don't remember him as. I, 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 I just seem to recall him as a because he, he was 
he was with Houston for a long time, and then I think he went to the Cubs, and then I think he went to the D-backs. I think you're right. Let's do it. Luis Gonzalez. If we're wrong, then whatever. That's the way. I, 9%. Yep. Okay, okay, 9%. Uh, for Cub, who was a Marlin, let's just knock some of these out. Uh, Derek Rick- Lee or who? I've got one for you who? for Cub, uh, Cub, who was a giant, though. So, yeah, oh, go. Okay. Uh, and that's, Derek, uh, Derek it's, I, I believe it's spelled differently. It's different. It's D E R R. There you go. Nice. Think, uh, Where'd it go? Yep, you just had it. Nice work, Phil. There it is. I forgot there. Derek Lee. I forgot he had an extra R. Oh, okay. 14%. Cub, who was a giant. Rod Rick Rush. No. Rick Russell. <laughs> Rick, R I C K, Russell. R E U. Yep, there you go. right there. Okay. Two percent. Two percent. Nice work. Uh, Tim Hudson for a brave and giant. Let's do it. Ten um, percent. Fred McGriff, Marlin and Brave, right? Was he a Did Marlin? Fred McGriff play? Nah, he might not have played for the Marlins. That might have been the Rays. Scrap that. Edgar okay. Renteria. Didn't he start at shortstop for both Ooh. of those teams? That's it. That's like an Edwin Jackson type uh, type of guy. He was everywhere, I, like it. I feel like. I like it. For Marlin and Brave? I'm pretty sure Edgar Renteria was a shortstop for both. I know he was Marlins. I'm pretty sure he was also Braves. I'm going to hold we can, that We one. can hang on to that one if we need okay. uh, just Justin Upton, right, went – did Justin Upton go to the Braves after the D-backs? I know BJ went there. I thought both of them were yeah. teammates at one point, too. They were teammates at one point. It might have been with the Braves. They definitely were teammates at, yeah. at one point. And Justin Upton almost won the MVP one year at the Arizona. I think Justin Upton's safe there. We want to do that. Okay. Okay. Justin Upton. Yeah, yeah if you Let's trust try, it. You, you've been good at this game. You've been money. Except for that one time. Yeah, okay, 26%. Yeah, okay. that's fair. Okay. We'll save Renteria. So we need Reds now. Red, a Red who was a giant. Uh, um, Mike, did Mike Leak pitch for both those teams? Oh, God, not Mike Leak again. Don't, wow, don't Mike gonna Leak go Mike, again. We're going to go Mike No, no, no. Did, did, wait, wasn't Mike Leak the – wasn't it Diamondbacks? Didn't he win a gold glove with the Diamondbacks? Isn't that why we got the other one wrong that one time? No. Remember that? Uh, Mike Leak. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. San Francisco and uh, Bronson, oh, Bronson Arroyo pitched for what? Joe Morgan? Joe Morgan played for both those teams. For, for now, he's teams. a great. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. He played for the Giants and the Reds. Not the yeah. Marlins uh, or the Diamondbacks. Yeah, he was, <laughs> yeah, I think he was spewing lies about his playing career by then. Okay. Okay. Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan. We got two minutes left here. Minute, minute 35. So we're good. Uh, 63 to 84, or 53 to, yeah, Calm 63 down, to 84, right? Yeah, you're good there. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I think Matt uh, Matt Latos, I believe, was, yeah, I know, I think he was a. Was he Marlins and Reds? He was Marlins for a bit. He was with those division teams too, right? I think he was a Red. I think you might be onto yeah. it here. Oh, boy. How good do we feel about this one? Oh, nice Bam, work. let's go. Let's go uh, a red who was a diamond back. One minute left. We have Renteria in our back pocket for the top right one. Red who was a diamond back. Red who was a diamond back was... I mean, Mike Leak, dude. I I'm swear I swear to God, how we know Mike Leak was a red. You okay. thought he was a gold glove winner. Okay. But it was right. for a... Right? Do it. Pull the trigger. Let's, let's, let's find let's, out. Let's come full circle here. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, no, three percent, nice. Okay, and then I'm. I How keep saying Edgar Renteria. We have thirty seconds left. Okay, who are, do you think of any former Twins that were both these guys? 
It's a great question. Marlins. Not Rosario. Yeah, yeah, not Kyle Gibson. Idiots. Kevin Slowey went to the Marlins right after the Twins. I don't think he went to the Braves, though. Yeah. 12 seconds. 12 seconds. Let's go. Let's let's do Just it. Pull, the, pull the trigger. Pull Take the trigger. Come on, one time, Phil. Come let's on. Let's go. Let's Why go. do I think this so adamantly? Let's go. Yes! 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 Look at the rarity score. Wow. An 80 rarity score, too. That's our oh, best. Score. That's our best. Yes. Nice work, you guys. Amazing. Right. Nice work. What were the hardest ones? Or Jorge, Jorge Soler was yeah. on multiple. Jack Peterson. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chris Bryant. That's a good one. Got Jorge Soler. Johnny Cueto. Is another yeah, but he's one. 34% as the most yeah. popular one. We got Rick Rush. Uh, everything, everything was above 50, but there were some 60s for Marlins, right. Reds, and Diamondbacks and Reds. Yeah. All right. Great work, you guys. Great work. 2%. The Immaculate Grid Challenge here. You know what? Fit it in five minutes. Uh huh. How about that? I mean, if we thought, if we legit thought of a, of a like ten percent or under for Brave and Diamondback, we're probably under fifty. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Everything else was under ten. Uh, uh, Derek Lee, I guess, was fourteen. But the the other one for the there was a shortstop that played for the Marlins and the Cubs that I'm blanking on his name. He had the same exact name as another shortstop yeah, in the he's, league at he's the same the, time. That made the error against the against yes. the Marlins. What right? the hell was that guy's name? It was like a really like. It was like a really common name. Yes. I can't remember what it is. And I think we could have used uh, our guy Edwin for Diamondbacks and, and Braves. Braves. Yeah, we could have. That's too. okay. Yes, we did great, you guys. We could have. Hey, great job. We can feel good going into the weekend here. All right. Please give us the Scorner Twin Show a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Help spread the word about this thing. And uh, click the like button and the subscribe button on the Scorner YouTube channel. And we'll see how our twins do this weekend. We'll see you for State of the Twins on Monday.